Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. I'm really excited about our guest today. Uh, he's one of the most gifted communicators that I know, and uh, he has been pastoring a church in California that was meeting in a movie theater for seven years. And fast forward 15 years later under his leadership, Real Life Church in Southern California is involved into a multi-site church with several thousand attending each weekend with campuses in Canyon Country, Lancaster, Simi Valley, Valencia, and a large online community. Real Life has grown into a real vibrant community in Southern California dedicated simply to helping people find and follow Jesus. Our guest today also is an author of several books, including Better Together, Justice, Mercy, and Humility, and After Amen, What Do You Do When You're Waiting on God? I've been fortunate to know our guest when he did an internship back at Southland Christian in Lexington, Kentucky, back in the mid-90s, and we were introduced by some mutual friends, Clark and Dina Stanford, because we were both huge basketball junkies. Uh, Our guest, they also supported me during one of the most traumatic seasons of my life back in 2001 when I went through a flood, bankruptcy, and a divorce. And uh, I'm thankful for over 25 years of friendship with Rusty George, who has a wonderful new resource for ministry leaders and churches called Leading Through Crisis that we're going to talk about today. Rusty, welcome to Hope is Here. Let's talk about this new resource, man. I love this. Uh, You've written a lot of great books. We've had John Hope is Here quite often, uh, one of our favorite guests. But uh, you put together uh, this video series called Leading Through Crisis, and uh, I love the subtitle because it's just so true. Having been in 20 years my ministry, uh, 20 years myself, you're either in a crisis or heading towards one. So uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, this new project you got, man. Well, that's just it. You are either in one or headed towards one. And you never think that when you get into ministry. You just assume, hey, man, I'm here to— to bless people and help people. It's all for the good of the Lord. What could go wrong? And uh, it just so happens that when you decide you're going to take ground for the kingdom, the enemy notices, and he comes after you. And sometimes that's in the way of other leaders. Sometimes it's in the way of just life. Sometimes it's getting a hold of your own personal demons inside of you, and you're going to face a crisis. So you're either in one or headed towards one. And so For those people that are out there and they are in one currently, maybe it's a crisis of dealing with moral failure on your staff or in your church. Maybe it's just the sheer pain of post-COVID life. Maybe it's the sheer difficulty of not everybody returning or people that have left your church because they're mad or they're angry or whatever it is. Maybe you didn't go hard enough right or hard enough left during the election. We've all got those crises that happens, and if we're not careful, it will turn our life into a crisis. And so... I walked through enough of them over the last decade. I thought I really ought to share some of the things that I've learned so that it will help those that are in a crisis or those that are headed towards one. Well, the thing you talk about, and, uh, you know, I'm not a a, a seminary guy. I came from the business world, so I'd seen some of this stuff. But the thing I kept hearing over and over, and you talked about it uh, when I read about your video series and watched uh, some of it, is that, uh, I mean, they just don't prepare you for this stuff in seminary, do they? (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Most of my time in seminary was spent dealing with things like how to exegete a, a, a Greek word or a Hebrew word, uh, how to deal with those kind of issues. And unfortunately, uh, that's not what I have to spend most of my time doing. It's uh, dealing with uh, just the issues that people have and the issues that those, those uh, people create in your own life. 
Well, I think, you know, the, the funny thing is, and I, I used to think this until, you know, I started working in the church world. I've been doing that now for 20 years. But uh, people always think, well, man, if I just work in the church, it would be perfect because everybody just gets along, right? <laughs> yeah, I always caution people that are in our church and then come on our staff. And I say, listen, I just want to let you know that uh, we're real people that have real problems. We just happen to work in a church. So, you know, it's filled with broken people, and we, uh, we all bring our stuff to work every day. And the, the difficulty for people that, that go to work at a church is, well, now suddenly their, their, their senior minister is now their boss. And now suddenly their place of worship is their workplace. And it makes everything really confusing. And, and sometimes some of the biggest uh, crises that we face are with unmet expectations uh, from people in the church and certainly people that come on your staff. Well, you've got 12 different videos that you offer uh, in this course and uh, leading through crisis coaching course. If you just tuned in, we're talking with uh, Rusty George. He's got a wonderful new uh, project out called Leading Through Crisis Coaching Course for pastors and ministry leaders. Uh, highly would recommend it. And uh, I love it because you just, I mean, you hit on all the hot topics if you're on a church staff or in leadership position. Uh, but I love that you just kind of cut to the chase in the second video. You talk about managing the crisis in me. And of course, if uh, you're a pastor, whatever, you're supposed to be a superman. But as you were just sharing earlier, I mean, even pastors, we deal with mental and emotional issues too, right? Yeah, we do. And you're, you're right, especially um, in Bible Belt states uh, like Kentucky, you know, there is an expectation for the pastor to be the professional Christian, uh, to be the one that has it all together, the one we look at as the model for how to do life and ministry and marriage. And if uh, you begin to have any kind of issue, well, then that, that means you're just not qualified for the job. But, but you know, as well as I do, that we've got our stuff. We, we've got our issues. I, I heard somebody just on a podcast today say, uh, all of our issues come from trauma, drama, daddy, or mama. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's one of those four things that we all wrestle with. And unfortunately, when you get into ministry, those things don't go away. Uh, you still have uh, the DNA you were given. You still have the temperament you were given. You still have your Enneagram number, and you still have your weaknesses. Uh, and as a, uh, a, a consultant once told me, um, you know, a lot of ministry is just making peace with the demons that live under the bed, meaning there's just going to be some things you'll always wrestle with. So how, how do you deal with them in the most healthy way? Well, and one of the things I love, Rusty, that you bring to the table is because of your experience. I mean, yes, now you're multi-site, several thousand people attending the different campuses each weekend. But for seven years, you were in a movie theater, three in a high school. So, uh, you know, been the last 12 in a building. But you've seen it from all different phases of, of church size, haven't you? Yeah, we have. I remember the, uh, you know, the, the days we were only a few hundred people meeting in a you know, a few different rented facilities. It was a, a movie theater, and then we rented out another church on Saturday night, and then we moved into a high school, and we grew by a little bit. And, and at every stage of growth, you, you gain some, and then you lose a few, too, because they don't like that you're getting bigger. So it seems like at every stage, and there's different church growth stages that you see the biggest transitions, that uh, you have a new set uh, of crises that maybe you didn't have before. 
Uh, and some of that is a result of your growth, and some of that can even be leveraged for your growth. Well, there's 12 great videos in this, and uh, as you talked about a couple, and we talked about managing the crisis in me earlier, uh, one that, you know, nobody likes to talk about in the church world, but unfortunately we've been forced to, and you've had to deal with it, and we had you on a couple, uh, maybe three years by now, talking about it, but uh, dealing with suicide. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we did talk about that on your program, and uh, we we had a, a staff member die by suicide who was a friend of mine from Kentucky, um, and uh, that a lot of your listeners probably knew, and, and it was a very difficult time uh, for us as a church and uh, for us as uh, a staff to kind of process through that, and I know that Jim was dealing with his own issues and the, the crisis within him, and that kind of led him to think that that was his only way out. And as everybody knows who's lost somebody by suicide, you know that the pain that they leave behind, uh, they would have never wanted to do that. They just thought that was the only way out. But it's still a pain that you have to deal with regardless. And we had to lead not only uh, Jim's uh, widow through that, um, but also uh, his friends, uh, extended family to some degree, and then, of course, his uh, church staff and, and church family and then the community. Because anytime there's a suicide of a high-profile individual, it brings about a feeling, certainly in a church, where people begin to think, well, if this guy couldn't handle life, how could I ever handle life? And then people begin to think about maybe suicide is the answer for me. So you just have to manage all, all those different levels of the, um, the sphere of influence. And, and each of those requires a different skill set. And so... In the video course, we walk through things that we learned along the way, things that we learned about just even communicating what had happened. Uh, we had a chance to learn a great deal from Kay Warren, uh, the wife of Rick Warren, and she and her husband uh, went through an unspeakable loss of, uh, of their son, Matthew, who died by suicide at the age of 27, and she walked us through a lot of things in understanding just um, how to process this. So, you know, what I've discovered, Greg, is, you know, we would go through these high-profile crises, whether it was a staff member uh, who's, died, who's died by suicide or it was a school shooting that we walked through um, or even uh, other issues in our community or even national crises like we all faced. And then people would call me up and say, hey, how'd you, do, how'd you deal with this and what do you do next? So we just took all the insights that we had, even things like dealing with the press and and how to take care of a community in crisis. And we just put them all in this course so people can have that information. Well, much, much needed. And I uh, know it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Final one to hit on quickly. There are so many great topics there. Uh, avoiding crisis on staff, when staff members collide, uh, video on moral failure. But uh, one, the last one, uh, you, you have one on when people leave your church. And, uh, wow, there's nothing just more brutal to uh, people on, on a ministry staff when people leave your church. Share a little bit about that video. Yeah, I, I, I was blessed to uh... – to learn this uh, this uh, tool, in each of these videos, we give you some some teaching tools that you can not only internalize but use with your, you know, your eldership or your church staff, and and it really becomes helpful for you guys to have a way to process these things. But a guy that I had a privilege to meet, a guy by the name of Joel Thomas, talks about this uh, nine grids, as as he talks about this little nine grid chart of where people are in relation to your church. And, and, you know, if you're a pastor, you tend to think that, 
oh, well, if you're coming to my church, then you're loyal to me, and you're loyal to what we're doing. And unfortunately, everybody's kind of as loyal as their options. And so if you say the wrong thing, then people go down the street. And certainly in a place like Kentucky, there's another church down the street that you think you can, well, maybe I'll get my needs met there. So understanding where people are coming from will help right-size your expectations. Boy, that, that word keeps coming up, doesn't it? That, and I, I heard one time that uh, expectations are prearranged resentments. Uh, they're just waiting on us to be resentful to people because people let us down. And we assume people are going to be with us forever, but sometimes people are with us for a reason or a season or a lifetime. And, and there aren't that many that make it the full lifetime in our ministry. So holding on loosely to them, understanding what it is, it's our job to shepherd them while we have them and be okay when they leave. That's a, that's something you have to be trained at mentally. You don't just naturally come to that because if you do, then you're kind of hard hearted to the whole thing and you just don't care about people. So how do you care about people but yet also hold them loosely enough to let them go. Well, we've been talking to Rusty George. He's got a wonderful course called Learning How to Lead Through Crisis Without Becoming One. I want to encourage you to go to his website, PastorRustyGeorge.com, and get a copy of this. We'll also have more information about this with the podcast. For Rusty George, I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.